Lord, we are so honored that we are standing in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, whose reign will sing evermore. What a privilege. What a joy. Thank you, O oh God, that you have blessed us with another Lord's Day in our life, where we, the people of God, are here in the house of God, in the very presence of God, to feed from thy word. Lord, we are hungry, and you feed us of who you are, so we might be nourished and grow in the depth and understanding of who our God is, who sing, whose song we sing, and whose praises we adore. Bless my people, O oh God. You satisfy each one by your word, and we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. What a joy that we are here in the presence of God. And I hope you have come with great appetite. Because what we are going to learn in the days to come, it will help you to understand on the depth and the depth and the love of God. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32 says, those who know their God, they become strong and exploit. And we, the Lord Almighty desires that we may know him, who, whom we belong to, and who is our God. So we can grow. As a parents, we always desire our children to grow. How much Heavenly Father desires that we may grow in him. And here we are, friends. As we come week after week from the book of Job, we study, I challenge you, and I, I, I pray that the Holy Spirit of God will illuminate your mind, your understanding, so you know, so you can stand on the character of God, the attributes of God, who God is. Because of the lack of knowledge, people are being destroyed and led away by false teachers. And my friend, this is our responsibility under God so to feed you from the word. And the book of Job is so profoundly great. Last Lord's Day, I uh, told in the introduction what we are going to get into. And I pray that every time when you come, you come. Pray about, oh God, help me to understand more and more about who you are. So, uh, having said that, let me just start. And you pay close attention. It is going to be very deep doctrine of God. Let me tell you right from the beginning. If you do not understand, I don't want you to go with that feelings. You can come to us anytime. Anytime. And we can spend time together and I will explain to you. Because God is so God. And we are who we are. Having said that, as last Lord's Day I said, the book of Job is one of the best known in the entire Bible. Yet strangely enough, one of the least 
misunderstood book in the Bible. No book in the scripture is so shrouded in mystery. And mystery as this ancient story of Job. The story of Job tangled and troubling to the mind, human mind. Its pages are veiled with the deep perplexing issues of life. The story of Job is profoundly provocative to the human mind. Who doesn't understand God? The book of Job is journey into inscrutable, unsearchable ways of God. Unsearchable ways of God. From Genesis to Revelation, friends, God is God and we who we are. We need to understand God. <coughs> Excuse me. There are puzzling issues as why do the righteous suffer? Where is God when treasury strikes? If God is so loving, how can he allow human suffering? You know this. You encounter people like that in your own neighborhood where you're working. And sometimes we do not know how to answer this question. Well, if God is so loving, how can he allow human suffering? Does God care? Does God care? Is God worthy of, if is God worthy in tough times? Does God buy worshipers with blessings? These are the tough questions. And we are going to expound and learn. Job is a difficult book to grasp. The reality is that the most Christians have heard about Job and his trials. And many have even read. I'm sure you have read. I asked you to read. I'm not going to ask how many people have finished the book. But I believe that you have done your homework. I trust you. I trust you for that. <clears throat> but few actually understand what those trials were all about. And few understand what God was seeking to accomplish through man's ordeal. Job is the true account of the godly man. He was a very prominent, wealthy man, influential man, who is in a matter of time lost all. A billionaire become bankrupt. In a five minutes. Think about that. He lost all. His material possessions. His children. His health. And one day Mrs. Job came and he said curse God and die. You worth nothing. As long as the money was there she was happy. When money was gone. She said curse God and die. And. Job had a friends that Bible tells us there are three and four. On the other hand, they increased this pain by condemning Job by his friends rather than comforting. Still worse, that God whom he loved and worshipped remained silent. Have you been there, friends? Have you been there in your journey that you call upon God and silence was there from heaven? 
that what we hear, that what we hear. Job worship, but God remains silent through the nightmare, refusing to answer. Refusing to answer. Is anybody cares for me? Is anybody care for me? Probably Job must have said that. Job until the very end. What makes this inspired story, story perplexing is that Job was the most righteous man on the earth. The least de desiring of such tragic affliction. This raises more questions. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why do good things, bad things happen to good people? Remember, it was God who initiated this entire personal nightmare for Job. That is mind-boggling for a human mind. That's what we are getting into deep. It was God who initiated this entire nightmare for Job. This raises another question. Why does good God allow tragedy to come to his own dear children? It was God. Remember that. Many times we have been presented God is a loving God from the pulpits. God is a loving God and he's loving God. But that is just little bit out of 100 cents, one cent. There are 99 cents about God is much more than you ever heard. And that's what we are going to dig out from the book of Job. And I guarantee you, after, after we finish this book, if God allows us to finish, we will be graduating in the knowledge of God. I guarantee you. It was God who removed his impenetrable protection from around Job. Let me say it again, and I, I would explain that, and you please pay very close attention. It was God who removed his impenetrable protection from around Job. Can God do that? When you come in the church as a body of the believers... You are under the protection of God Almighty. Okay? Keep that in mind. But when you decide to turn your back and go on your own way, you are outside of God's protection. And then God let you go. And sometimes God has to discipline. If you are being a parent... Know how to discipline your own children. Do you think God, Almighty God, Holy God would not exercise that discipline in his own children's life? He does. In the church in Corinth, the church tolerated a man who had his father's wife. And they were boasting about that. Paul wrote a letter. What did he say? What did he say to the church leaders? The sinning brother need to be thrown out from the church 
hand over to Satan. Say, wow, how can they do? Hand over to Satan. Am I saying my own word? No. First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 5. Turn with me, please. First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 5. If you're found, please read loudly. Yes, go ahead, Tim. Thank you. Uh, before I explain, again, turn with me to First Timothy chapter one, verse twenty. First Timothy chapter one, verse twenty. If you brought uh, pen and note pens, write down these verses for your further study. First Timothy chapter one, verse twenty. Hymenus and Alexander. Okay, thank you. I'm sure you read these verses, but do you know what Paul is telling Timothy and the church at Corinth? Send them out. Send them out. Let me explain to you. Satan is a ruler of this world, and turning a believer over to Satan pushes the believer back into the world on his own apart from the care and the support of the Christian fellowship. That's why, beloved, the fellowship is very important. The church fellowship is very important because we are accountable to one another. If anybody sees to come in the fellowship of God, he is out of jurisdiction of God, and he, he is a vulnerable by, by, by Satan, and he can do anything because he's not under the control and under the protection of God's people or the God himself. So here Paul is talking about this brother, he's forfeited his right to participate in the church of Jesus Christ. The word deliver, Paul writes, deliver him, deliver him, is a strong term indicating the judicial act of sentencing, of handing over for punishment. The word deliver, Paul put both men out of the church, Hymenus and Alexander, thus ending their influence and removing them from the protection and insulation of God's people. They were no longer in the environment of God's blessing, but, uh, but under the Satan's control. Now, let me make a point before, let me explain a couple of things more before we get into it, because that's very important. Sometimes, God has turned believer over to Satan for positive purposes. God sometimes turned the believers over the positive purposes. Number one, revealing genuineness of saving faith. Satan was handed over to, uh, Job was handed over to Satan. Why? Because Satan said, because you have blessed him, because you have kept the hedge of protection over him, because he, he has been blessed so much that he's thanking you. But if you take away the blessings, then he will curse you. And what did God say? Make my day. Make my day. So genuineness of the believer's faith was positively tested. That in the case of Job chapter 1 verses 1 to 22. 
Then another thing, God positively hand over believers to humble them. You remember in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 through 10, you can read at home, that Paul was taken up into heaven and he saw the glory of heaven and he said, he, he's talking about heaven, but he was not talking about himself. But he said, to, to keep me humble, God has given me the thorn in the flesh to humble me. And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. Three days I prayed three times. The Lord said, I'm not going to listen to you. My grace is sufficient for you. Positively, God hand over Satan to strengthen the believers. When the Lord allow you to go through that so you can help somebody. Ask for example, Peter. Luke chapter 22. The Lord said, Peter, Satan tried to shift you like a wheat, but I prayed for you so when you are strengthened, you can strengthen other believers. This is the positive influence. God uses Satan. Sometimes God hand over to Satan for judgment. So, my point I'm making out of this, that Job was blessed. And in Job chapter 1 verse 9, turn with me now, Job chapter 1 verse 9. Job chapter 1 verse 9. Yes, please. Verse 10 to 9, 10. Has not thou made a hedge about him, and about his house, and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. Thank you. Let me point out to you for your encouragement, my beloved. When you are born by the Spirit of God, forgiven, God is taking full responsibility to protect you, guide you, lead you. Nobody will snatch you from his hand. And he will bless you. That was the Job was. So Satan said, is Job worshipping for nothing? Okay, the Lord said, okay, make my day. And what happened? The tear down all the hedges and the hell broke loose. That you know that. That he, God allowed to remove the impenetrable protection around Job. And my friends, if God counts you worthy, listen to this. Don't, don't interpret God according to your likings. If God chooses you like Job, don't complain against God. Accept. Accept. And say, Lord, what thou hast for me, do it. Because we do not understand all the Lord is doing behind the curtain. Job did not understand. He did not understand what, what was going on. So you are in the penetrable, uh, imperative. So the Lord, 
another thing, my friend, you remember, Satan is not almighty. Satan is not all-knowing. Okay? He's limited. He's limited. So, Satan asked God that because you have blessed him, that's why he's worshipping you. If you remove the blessings, he will curse on God. Satan did not know that Job is not going to curse. Job is not going to deny God. He knew. God knew. So, Job handed over to Satan virtually unlimited access into his life. You know, when God chooses you to go through that, accept. God has chosen me to go through pain. I never complain. Why? Since four years in my saw 13 neurologists, still they are scratching their head. In Florida, when we were there, two neurologists came and told that you are a good uh, patient for a research institute. He said, we, are, we, are, we, are, we raise our hand, we do not know. And when I was in ER, at that time, I had a pain attack, so the doctor knew what, was I, what I'm going through. And that's why they called two neurologists right away. God has chosen me to go through. Would I complain? No. I accept it. All I ask God, give me strength to go. Give me the endurance. What a testimony for the doctors and the nurses. So when God has chosen you to go through that route, you are the special object of God's grace. Remember that. You are special object of God's grace. Your children are watching. Your neighbors are watching. Your family members are watching. As a believer, how you handle counts in eternity. Don't be, don't be a pity party. Oh, me, 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 why me? Why not? Why not? God has chosen you. If President of the United States chooses you to be in our cabinet, would you not be proud? If God Almighty has chosen you through his grace to endure, would you say no? You say, Amen, Lord. I don't understand, but I surrender. Why would God be initiated to this dark night in Job's soul? While Satan was immediate cause of Job's trouble, but it was God who was the ultimate cause. That is the true knowledge of God. That God caused these whole things in Job's life. Then you read Romans chapter 8, verse 28. That makes sense, is it not? Everything was together for good. Everything. Everything. You know, it was ultimately God who caused the pain. As I was preparing, the Spirit of God reminded me, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 10. 
It was God who caused his son to be crushed. So you and I can have salvation. God. If God so willing to crush his own beloved son, are you bigger than God's son? Am I bigger than God's son? No. It was God who caused in Job's life. So you and I sitting here can learn the ways of God. Throughout this entire trial, Job never did understand why he was suffering. There were no explanation from God. And my beloved, may I tell you, underline the word, God is not obligated to answer every question. God is not obligated to answer every trouble and trial we go through because he is God and we are we. What did Paul say? What did Paul say in Romans chapter 9, verse 14, 15, 16? Turn with me, please. Romans chapter 9, verse 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. And I hope you meditate when you go home. Romans chapter 9, verse 14, 15, 16. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Is there unrighteousness with God? No. 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 Abraham learned that right in the beginning. Genesis chapter 18 verse 25. Shall not the judge of the whole universe do right? Rhetorical question. The answer is yes. Shall not the judge of the whole universe do right? He always does right. What did Jeremiah write in Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23, 24? Please turn with me. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23, 24. The Lord said, that, let them boast. And I, 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 let, let somebody read that. This is so profound. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23, 24. Understands. Thank you. Thank you. Do you understand? Let him boast that he understands that I, the Lord, exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness. The Lord exercise judgment. Who we are to judge God? God was not obligated to answer Job. Job's faith was stretched to the max. 
with pain of every kind imaginable he was forced to trust god in the barren emptiness of his soul not knowing why such trouble had come job was brought to the place where he could only cling to god only cling to god you know that reminds me ruth and naomi in ruth chapter 1 verse 14 orpa say goodbye and kiss naomi but the bible the holy spirit says and the ruth clung to naomi your god should be my god where you go i shall go clung to god to her mother in law like a baby monkey have you seen the baby monkey clinging to mother monkey i just love to watch that one place to other jump she's safe because she's clinging to mother cling to god's faithfulness he will not let you fall that's why you know who your god is Did Job did Job pass the test? Everybody say yes. Did Job pass the test? Yes. Or did he fail? No. <laughs> Soon he became the critical toward God. Has he become any critical to God? With no explanation to relief, Job was put in a difficult position. Just. rest in his mercy friends um another another song when we were in florida we learned that song is so beautiful and we are going to sing that song also it was written by william cowper the william cowper is the one who wrote the song uh there is a fountain flow from emmanuel's way remember that song he's the one who composed this song and let me tell you the story about william cowper He was born in 1731 and he died in 1800. He was 6 years old his mother died and after mother died he was dating with another girl and father disapproved and he never married. And then he had a mental breakdown. No, then he wanted to become a lawyer. So he studied the lawyer and he has to be appear for the bar exam to the lords in Britain. He was so petrified that he quit <laughs> appearing before the lords for the bar exam he was ended up in mental assignment for one year there they found a christian family who brought william cowper home and there he came to know jesus christ personal lord and he was going through difficult time and out of that to our ordeal he wrote these two songs there is a fountain flow from emmanuel and what a beautiful song and this is another song which has been such a blessing to me and us so and i want to read that and we will going to sing that and the title of the song says god moves in a mysterious way oh i love that I, we always hear in our house over and over again god moves in a mysterious way just one verse and you listen very carefully you can find in in youtube okay god moves in a mysterious way you can write down and you can play in your listen to your house listen this is the first verse he understood after one year in mental assignment god moves in a mysterious way his wonders to perform he plants his footsteps in the sea and rides upon the storm 
God of mercy, God of grace, give me eye to see, eyes to see your smiling face with the mystery, with, within the mystery. Oh, isn't it wonderful? Wow. God, give me eyes to see your mystery. And then one of the words he says, don't interpret God according to your likings. You know, how, jump, how quick we are to judge God, how quick we are to interpret God according to what we think God should do. That's why we need to understand the book of Job, that God is still God, and we are still we. What the divine manual on human suffering, the book of Job addresses the very heavy, weighty issues of life. Here is the inspired record of a man who was taken to the depths of despair by the grace of God. Yet he came forth as gold. He is encouragement for all the saints who are facing extreme difficulty and disparity. Contained in the account of Job is the hope for all who trust God. Painfully endured the storm-tossed trial. As we study the trials of Job, you will gain the new insights into the life, lives of the oldest enigmas, those dealing with the sovereignty, Satan, and suffering. There are precious, valuable life lessons waiting for all of us to learn. Whether you have suffered in the past or have a permanent scars, or presently suffering pain and need God-given strength for today, or whether you are trying to help someone else they're in their pain. Here is a divine manual of a human suffering recorded in the ancient account of Job. God-appointed treasuries are eternal insights that will equip you and patiently that you can endure whatever the trials God calls you to endure. If God has chosen you, beloved, for eternity, would he not choose you to suffer? Would he not allow you to go through the trials? Remember the person who trusts God in the, uh, remember, the person who trusts God in the furnace of life's affliction will inevitably come forth as gold. Turn with me to Job chapter 23. Chapter 23, verse 10 to 14. <coughs> Job 23, verse 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Job 23, verse 10 through 14. Someone can read loudly, please.
Yes, please. Thank you very much, Pastor Marty. What a, what a powerful, he knows the way that I take. When he tested me, I shall come forth as gold. Would it be said about you and me, my friends, if the Lord chooses us to go through the trials of ordeal, suffering and pain, or cancer, or some incurable diseases, if God chooses you to go through, embrace with smile, because the best is yet to come. This world is not our home. We are passing through. Our treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven is not my home, then Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. I can't feel at home in this world anymore. If God has chosen you, embrace because it was his grace. And when he allows you to go through, his hand be over and under to protect you and let you go through. So the watching world will know that you belong to the living God and not the dead God. The world is watching. We are the living letter of God. Fasten your seatbelt for next time. And I'm sure you will be blessed. Ponder these thoughts. Pray about it. And if you don't understand, here I am. Anytime. You can come to our house, have a cup of tea or coffee. We can talk together. Pastor Marty.